Who are we murdering by accident this day, today, this time? The Sunday Skypers. Uncharted World. Can, can I do the recap, Todd? Enjoy, sure. Yes. Yeah, so we so we were kicked off the station for our antics, and uh, we were leaving the station, and we were about hours out when something went boom and basically vaporized three quarters of the uh, secure ring of the station, and only one quarter of the that's called the public section of the sta- of the station and now the thing's wobbling around like a top that's winding down the captain has immediately turned around and we did a 5g burn for a few minutes just so we can head back and we're planning to do a rescue mission sadly my my uh, navigation role was such that we're going to get there uh, get there fairly quickly but we have to pass through the debris field on the way there and that's where we left off the course that the captain asked for the room, mm-hmm. You could not find a safe path. Uh, I asked permission to leave the bridge for a second because I'm going to go down and get my suit. And I recommend if you have a suit, get one too. Because you know what? If we get hauled, better be in a suit ready to go instead of you know flitting around and getting into a rescue ball. Which means uh, first order of business after you report, yes, it's not a pretty course and we have to go through the part of uh, ring one uh, to get there. Captain Trask starts with all hands message it says we are returning for a rescue attempt. There is some potential risk. All passengers stay in your cabins. Right, because we picked some people up. Four passengers? No, more than I thought it was five. Three people and, and a couple. Mm. Well, I, I guess the obligatory question is: the uh, ship is hurtling towards the station. There was a large burn, followed by a turnabout followed by a deceleration phase. You're approaching the uh, station ascend, as usual. Mm-hmm. Freaking frack, love that. Debris field? What debris? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll look over at Jackson. Jackson, find us a hole. What are you doing? Okay. Well, I believe that's pro- assess the situation or... <laughs> I, face adversity? Well, I was going to say they're not shooting at him, but in a way they are. So... <laughs> You know, face adversity actually does work. When you overcome opposition or danger, which is what you're trying to do. It's still me, interface, right? Uh, yeah, you, you, you choose your, your interface stat. Basically, uh, running through all the sensors you can grab a hold of, tr- trying to uh, calculate trajectories and everything else. Ooh. I think I have a path for us. Trask is impressed. It's threading a needle, but we can do it. Doing a lot of uh, lateral thrusts, the, the whole ship is going sideways and up. Prepare for lateral accelerations. If you're not on a crash couch, get there now. You have to basically get yourself in, into uh, a, a really weird position because you you can't quite match uh, Marsk's station because Marsk is tumbling, tumbling badly and erratically as its mass changes uh, from minute to minute. She begs oh, yeah. the question, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> We're coming in. I've been busy running uh, simulations, taking the shuttle and landing it on the more intact ring. Because there's no way in hell we're going to dock with those docking probes. They're doing the Macarena. 
It is a semi-predictable figure eight in 3D. Come on. That can't be that hard to talk with. So do we have like a, a, a short in, intercut scene of, of one of our unfortunate passengers hurling in a corner due to the sudden <laughs> change in gravity? As you try to achieve a, a, this parallel orbit uh, with the station, Trask calls out says, I want damage control and rescue teams uh, assembled. He specifically says, Omega, I want you to come with me. Uh, sir, begging your pardon, when was the last time you got accreditation on the shuttle? I'm flying a shuttle. He looks slightly miffed. <laughs> just like, I can fly a shuttle. Silvis, when was the last time you flew a shuttle in that condition? Nobody flies a shuttle in that condition. No, your condition. You're not thinking straight right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Um, I don't think you're going you're to get too close to this case, Silvas. <laughs> I'm fully aware of what's going on, and I fully aware of what you're going through. You remember Janice, my mother? Please write that down, because I don't know if he does. It's sort of backstory. Flanders lost his mother. She was a pilot, and she vanished. Went on a mission and never came back. Phoebe, yeah, so- you heard the call. What do you do? I, I guess she would simply file into um, whatever usual work routine we have in cases of emergency, like uh, going over the checklist. Like she's thorough that way, getting everyone to whatever stations they're they're um, meant to go to and in gear and everything. Most of the engineering staff are going to uh, suit up because they, they expect that uh, they'll be heading over to the to the station, uh, Frick and Frack, of course, are, are, are going to uh, stay behind on, on the ship unless somebody uh, wants to uh, go and play uh, with the ship's not the ship, the station's reactors. I'll, I'll assign enough people so that you know we won't have a stupid cramped shuttle. It's going to be stupid cramped. <laughs> there, there's the six seats and then cargo. Um, yeah, they're not all going. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, because we, because there is, we won't be able to dock at a proper docking port. Grab every rescue ball you can find. Mars Station is huge. The details don't show up on the the pictures that I've uh, rendered, but mm-hmm. there are exterior docking points. For I imagine example, the one where the shuttle that you're currently flying came from. The only thing I look at it that looks halfway stable to land on is actual is the actual ring itself. If you can get one of the external ring hanger doors to open up, you might even be able to get a stable docking point. We'll have to bring Phoebe then. Meanwhile, I'm trying to convince Silvis not to leave the ship. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Oh, that would be that actually is face adversity again. It could be a command too, if you're trying Ooh. to counteract this command. I'm making the point that a. We can't have both pilots off the ship. One of us has got to stay. If you go, I can't leave. Metafiction, metafiction it's better to have the player go and endanger himself than NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's meta-talking. I know where you're coming from. I know what it's like to lose somebody. And you're not. You, you don't know it. I'm pointing to that. There's only one bit left. Are you sure that's the bit she was in? And besides, I point to the more intact ring. There's people there who need us. Far worse than anyone else. There's ships out there. There's asteroid miners out there someplace. Why we haven't heard from them yet, I don't know. But there's asteroid miners out there. They need to be contacted. They've lost loved ones. Your timing is impeccable. Because of light lag, the messages start coming in. They're not going to listen to uh, the ship's purser. They will listen to the ship's captain. 
Trask looks you dead in the eyes with those, uh, <laughs> you know, those, those deep Scandinavian eyebrows furrowed or Middle Eastern, whatever. Anyway, uh, he clenches his fists. Go. Yes, sir. I flip on. I'm looking for volunteers. We're taking no more than six. I don't want to endanger any more of our crew than possible. How many people can we put in the rear cargo bay? Ten meters by three meters by three meters. If you pack them in like cardboard, you can put a lot in there. Cardboard? Card. Corn stock. <laughs> cordwood. Whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose if you compress them like cardboard, that would work too. Yep. I look over at Jackson. Jackson, I, I'd like to have you come, but I need you to be in my eyes while I'm heading over there because there's still debris flying around. And you got better eyes here than you would in a shuttle. Might need help get through any doors or. Oh, that's why I'm bringing Phoebe. She has a plasma torch. Power is out. If those doors are shut, the only way to get them open is to cut them open or use the manual override. Can we hear the inner voice of Kane going, I feel so underappreciated? <laughs> well, I can think of a reason for why he might want to go, but it has nothing to do with being useful to you, so. Cool, cool. <laughs> Sell it! It wouldn't be anything that would convince you, so you can't use it. Well, the simple one is like, oh, and what if something happens to Phoebe? Then what? Then you're stuck. It's a good enough argument right there. I look at you and go, okay, come on. You can sit in the, in the co-pilot seat. You can get access to all the, the shuttle sensors. I think that thing's got some good sensors on it, too. Yes, it Grab does. You. He's at least a decent enough pilot because he knows how to interact with all the autopilots on the ships. So we, there are docking ports on the rings. They're, they're shuttle hangers and the like. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for one close enough to the to the far to the side that's farthest from the uh, from the blast because that would be the place where you had the most survivors. I got my suit and helmet heading down and to the uh, engineering deck. Phoebe, up for a little R and R? I'm not sure she even gets what you mean. She's sort of working her way into her suit. Rescue and return. Clunk clunk. And how many? She, how many she ever just gives you this sort of half smear? And is Omega there waiting to go or? Yeah, he's there. That's four seats. Any of uh, Phoebe's crew volunteering? Taylor. Uh, Phoebe volunteered, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Can you keep Patty or Pascal from not volunteering? No, I can't. Now, here's the hard part. You can only choose one. Patty. She's more okay. agile. Pascal's a teen- teenager. Yeah, he can get into small spaces. Yes, yeah. but he also knows the layout of the uh, lab better than Patty does. Anyway, hook up. And I'm not talking about your oxygen. There won't be any bathroom ba- breaks. Yeah, Phoebe's just, just <laughs> like putting on the last bits of her suit. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know that. Stop grandstanding. Get to the fucking shuttle. <laughs> you all gather at the central elevator. Take that down. Uh, stop it. At the level where the shuttle is, the hexagonal door splits down the middle, top and bottom, slides open, and it's disorienting a bit in 3D because you're all floating in zero-G now. But basically, you are entering through the belly of the shuttle into the cargo area. And then you do a 90-degree turn to enter the, the shuttle cabin. So everyone grabs a seat. Get myself in position. Grab the VR goggles and slip them on. Put on the happy gloves. It is going to be a tight fit for you since you have all that extra gear on. Hopefully you're not claustrophobic. And if you are, what the hell are you doing in space? (laughs) (laughs) I'm busy going to do pre-flight and Jackson's probably getting the other seat. Jackson, Uh, from the co-pilot seat, you can see that there is a lot of non-standard displays here. And, and then you realize that you are actually sitting in the science 
defense position. Well, do you power some of that stuff up? Of course. Millimeter radar, LIDAR, spectral analysis. There is a whole scad of scanning and sensory toys built into that pod that's uh, over the cabin. That would be useful. The information about what it was doing before is scrubbed, but it is a veritable Swiss army knife of scanning. So it could have been used for prospecting or something like that. It's a bit curious that a design and development and research firm like Hyperlite would need such hardware. Well, I'll let you uh, ponder on that. On the uh, pilot side, standard control suite, you can either plug it in if, if you're going VR Otherwise, you, you, you've got your uh, console in front of you. I figure I'm going VR. I'm putting in the goggles on, slipping on the haptic gloves. Uh, I still, I think it's VR AR. That is, it, I can basically see everywhere, though the controls are still visible in front of me. But I can like move, move the view so I can see where I need to go. So I have 360 degree vision. What spectrum is this? I, I adjust the spectrum. Can I see in the? Oh, I can see infrared. We can look for hot spots. Everything's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Button up. Go through the checklist, mm-hmm. uh, undock yep. without a hitch. Now it comes my expertise role. Okay, I have to match because it's the big end is also wobbling, but not as much as the little end. On the bright side, if Jackson does an analysis on on the current wobble, he can mm-hmm. feed that into your piloting computer, and that will help you match course. Which means he can do a get involved, and when I blow my face adversity roll, then. So I show him the course I'm, I'm planning to take, and you can say, well, here's a problem here, here's a problem there. Let's see how well I do this. Here's my get involved. Yeah, it's a success. So that gets you... Oh, I rolled a 14, so thank you. See that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was going to describe <laughs> the, the ting, ting, ting of uh, debris uh, bouncing off the hall. Mm-hmm. But you perform the maneuver so well that it's just ghostly silent, except for the ventilation fans. One burn to get me get me going, and then there's maneuver thrusters all the way there at that point to, to match course and, and securely dock to the side of the ship. And now we're laying on our backs. Am I correct? Well, yeah, uh, it, it is kind of a blind dock. Uh, the, here's the problem, though. Not uh, blind dock. I'm in full 363 VR. True, true. But every, everyone else, you know, if they're looking out the windows and stuff, they are seeing sparkles of, of debris in the sunlight as it twists. And, and the stars are just, I mean, not quite careening, but they are moving at, at a good clip as you, you are matching. Now, to you, your world is rock steady, steady and, and you see this massive ring that you're trying to synchronize with. Just meters before you dock. When your ship tries to interrogate the uh, docking collar, it is absolutely dead and not talking to you like a a proper collar would, giving you micro adjustments and stuff. This would be something that she would do, uh, I mean, outside of the shuffle, I guess. That's the hard way, yeah. Yeah. Or at least through the, the docking collar door. She moves into the, the the appropriate position and see if I can see what kind of um, action is necessary. If I need to blowtorch my way in or um, maybe access some system. Well, won't you assess it? What will that be? Expertise? Absolutely. Maybe? Ah, <laughs> experience tells her. <laughs> What experience tells you is it's a relatively simple process. You reach across, there's a 
mechanical override where you could stick a uh, rotary wrench into it and then you just apply some torque and it will sit there and just open that bad boy right up. Unfortunately, the second that you do that, the thing just kind of groans and just appears as a jam solid. Oh, yes. You can you can share that. <laughs> That's probably overcomes. Yes. Uh, well, um, I guess I'm gonna have to torch it now. <laughs> yeah, and unless you can fi- figure out how to fix it from your side. I use a get involved here in my infiltration kit. I may have something helpful in opening doors. <laughs> sure, give it a shot. <laughs> how to jumper across this and. Uh, Cut in and provide some power to the door. Is that expertise? Mm. Choose one of the above, but now you have a, a cost complication oh. or a hard choice. Oh, you can bypass the door for sure. The kicker is the way you bypass the door, it won't shut again. Well, it's, it's a proper airlock, I hope. It should be, yeah. So, so I guess it isn't now anymore. Uh, a proper open. airlock? No. <laughs> but but at least the shuttle can uh, make a seal with the uh, docking Call ah, good. Are we on the surface of the ring, or are we on the belly of the ring? The belly of the shuttle is docked to the exterior of the ring. So we're upside down. Once you clamp on, you go from zero G to the ceiling is now the ground. Phoebe can reach up and li- pull a few straps, and literally a rope ladder. Well, it's probably made out of something Metal. besides rope. Literally rolls out. Uh, on its own from from gravity, <laughs> so you can climb up from the ceiling through the belly up into the uh, airlock, which will then, once you get through the airlock, will become the floor. What did we call our shuttle? You haven't called it anything. It's the Hyperlight Technologies shuttle. I look over at Jackson. Any got a good name for this? Not at the moment. <laughs> We're the crew of the John Henry. Don't don't fucking complicate this. <laughs> Like, Phoebe's just trying to open uh, the door and get in. I don't care right now. Yeah, I, cl- I, I click on the com, the, the com and say, uh, John Henry Actual, this is complicated actual. We are docked. Acknowledged. Mars Theta. Apparently it's a, uh asteroid colony is calling in to ask what's happening. Just to let you know. Says I'll keep monitoring the comms on this end. Acknowledge. Out. Omega and Patty, you're both suspended upside down in your acceleration couches. The ceiling is now the floor. I was just wondering how graceful are you about doing a half somersault and landing on your feet? Um, I'm pretty graceful. I don't think Patty is. All right, we'll work with that. You, you do the flip, land on your feet. Patty does the ob- obligatory kawump. Phoebe, do we have air near us out of that lock? Checking. Green lights. <laughs> Green lights. We'll go. She hits whatever release okay. you hit. Main power is down, so only secondary systems are active. So it's either a hand crank or because of your tool suite, you can use a rotary wrench and crank open the, uh, the uh, door. That, as, works. As, that works. As you do, there's a gush of air that comes from the station past you to refill the cargo hold because it was in vacuum for a little bit. Mm. Fortunately, nobody's come with you, but there is a fair amount of debris and there is smoke. I'll, I'll report what I see. Yeah, leave your leave your suits on because you don't want to be breathing that stuff. Eric, everyone, grab grab as many rescue balls as you can carry. You know, if we see anyone, we'll we'll have to bag them and put them in the hold. Sure, the safe. We're getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's called a rescue mission. It's a, it's an obligation. Now, you, you don't want to go to prison for not doing it. She doesn't say anything. <laughs> dead. It is only about eight tenths of Earth gravity, so it's not that hard of a climb. Cool. What do we see? What you see is a lower-level central access corridor. It's literally a cargo handling area. It's not like cargo in the sense of the big containers that, that the John Henry hauls. This is more of for smaller vessels. Uh, there's a lot of drums and the like, mm-hmm. something that, that's easier to manhandle through the airlock that you just came through. So directly overhead, there, there would be a winch and stuff like that. Uh, there is some ruddy red uh, emergency lights. The ventilation system is not working. You're not sure where the fire is, but there is smoke. Well, let's pick a direction. All right. When we were planning to go on this whole rescue mission thing, Kane had been studying the layout of the station, and he was looking for where's the best opportunities for valuable uh, salvage, that we'll call it. Hmm. Well, easy to handle, but bulky salvage is actually right where you are. If you wanted to start just raiding the ship for whatever bulk supplies were available. If you're after more interesting things like servers and stuff like that, you would have to hunt those down. On the outermost deck of the station, since this is where the gravity is heaviest and is down, this is the bowels of the ring. This is where sewage treatment is and life support, all the other things that gain some benefit from gravity, water storage and the like. So there's stuff here, but not high tech. And people would not be here, so we need to move towards more interesting areas. Because that's where the people would be, right? The people would be up on the higher decks, but not the very top deck, because the canopy is shattered, and anybody there would have been sucked out in the space. So definitely the mid-decks, though people could be anywhere by now, because people are literally on disaster mindset footing at this point. Right. What's our most expedient way up? Ladders and stairs, since uh, main elevator power is out. Too bad none of you guys have fireman training. <laughs> totally know how this goes. Finding people is not going to be a problem. Finding calm, rational people is going to be a problem. Almost immediately, as soon as you get to the mid-decks, people are going to notice you guys running around in vacuum suits. And the first thing they're going to glom on is that you're the rescue crew, which which you are in a way. It's actually a a lot of people who are on duty, people who were not recreating and on the the inside uh, of the ring, the people who are down in the deck. So electricians, plumbers, cargo handlers, not much in the way of family members. If one accosts us and say, okay, um, where is everybody? Who, it's probably like a meteor shelter in case of a, of a hole, holding by a meteor or something like that. Are they in the meteor shelters? <laughs> the way the ring is built up, different parts can seal off. Uh, if one section gets hold, it, it, it will seal off. The, the general <laughs> fire drill is if, if something massive were to penetrate the canopy, is everyone would go to the lower decks. Let's just get a, a, a roll from everyone to see how well you are at gathering up people. I guess that's that's just just a quick question. That is the plan. We we didn't plan to go and pick up anyone in particular. Well, (laughs) my plan is is to rescue as many as we can. Kane's first objective, though, is to find some valuable things in the chaos. It depends on your definition of valuables. Uh, I mean, are you going to be like reading people's jewelry boxes? No, no, no. It'd be more information or tech since this was a high tech uh, research facility. 
that's the uh, bit of the annoying part of this rescue is the high tech stuff is in ring two. Ring one was mainly living quarters and support industries for the people who worked in ring two. The types of things that you would find would be like cargo manifests or maybe say, oh, look, there's a hard drive I can pull. Maybe there'll be something on it later. You're not finding ka-ching, that gold mine. You're finding little bits here here and there. It's like, eh, I'll stick that in the pocket for later. Get what you can. Something hopefully will make it worth the trip. If we come across somebody, a good way to get rid of them is to go, oh, we got a shuttle. Go down there. And uh... <laughs> On the other hand, Omega, you are having something of a problem because people aren't seeing you as a doctor. You, you show up, you say, you know, hi, uh, blah, 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 blah. And those that recognize you as your progenitor, they, they don't quite understand what you're doing here. It's like, it, this isn't a benefit concert. Probably at this point, it's like less is more. I'm probably just trying to gather people without saying anything. Just be a helping hand? Yeah. I don't want to waste time with talking. I'm just trying to get people into rescue things and um, back onto the shuttle. Phoebe. I'm going to grab Taylor, and we're going to go investigate wherever that fire is coming from, because that's probably eating up oxygen and spreading that other thing, which kills you. Smoke inhalation. Yeah, we're going to see if we can find that and stop that. That sounds like something that's worth rolling dice for. Let's go with assessment. Knowing something about ventilation systems, you might have uh, some clue uh, if you use your expertise. So that's expertise again. Let's hope I don't roll a six again. Eight. Not too bad. Most of the lights are out. There is a, a layer of smoke hanging uh, on the ceiling. So it, it is making it difficult to pinpoint where the ignition source is. But you get the impression it's coming up from a, one of the upper decks. And it's more or less oozing its way in as opposed to generating and then spreading. So right. the implication is the upper decks might be in real bad shape. If it's smoky down here and it, it's just uh, secondary in that case, we're, we're gonna. I'm gonna just get Taylor to help me find if there's a big breach somewhere that we can seal. If you can convince the uh, station to uh, cut off the uh, the vents running between the decks, then that would stop it from coming down. It would seal off the upper decks, but uh, that might be a foregone conclusion already. So how would I do that? You would have to find a uh, fire control station and tell it that shut down. Uh, ventilation between the deck that you're on and the deck above you. So that's what we're, where we're headed. That, that would probably take an access role to get to a secondary system and convince it of that. Oh, what a bastard system. Okay, not my forte, but uh, let's go with it. Let's see, access plus one. Hey. Piece of cake. It was like it was designed to work in an emergency. <laughs> Especially for engineers. It, it, it's almost creepy ominous because, you know, w- while the station is groaning and creaking, you know, ventilation has been off it. It's been very quiet. And then there's the clack, 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 clack sound of uh, all these ventilation systems between the two decks shutting off. You know, it, it's more of an audio ghost spook thing you can't identify one spot where it's coming from well because it's coming from hundreds of spots (laughs) and of course that causes everyone to sort of stop when it echoes through the through the hallways so phoebe will get on assuming we have internal comms between our suits she'll activate that and and go um ventilation shafts are, are shut off i should have bought some time for for these people 
That's about a be- the best I can do. Thanks, Phoebe. What, what do you think the status of the upper deck is? On fire? Okay. Well, that'll solve itself in a second once it burns through the ceiling. That's cold. <laughs> True, but it's cold. Like I said, I'm the sociopath of this group, okay? Remember? You, Jackson. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> I guess it's to me now. I'm actually, since you said there's people like security or something like that. One thing is you have seen a, a, a complete lack of security. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean, woohoo? <laughs> working for me. <laughs> in that case, I'll look out, try to, I'm actually going to try to find someone who seems to be like a uh, shift leader or something like that, because uh, we can't take them all at once. We're going to have to do this in shifts. So we need to organize everyone uh, and say, and if there's any sh- uh, station board rescue balls, grab them, because we don't know. You may have to live in those things for a little bit. We need the worst off the, the worst off people to be with injuries off first. Then we can come back for the more able-bodied. So it's... I guess I'm being, I'm doing a command. I'm commanding people. Actually, I totally concur with that. So my influence is plus one? Oh, come on. And I'll give you a situational plus one modifier for taking mm. charge in, in a panic situation. And I get a six. Son of a biscuit. Just a little too much confusion. There, there's people that are, are, are waiting for uh, internal security. There's people wondering w- what happens still. All they knew is you know, the upper deck exploded, and now gravity is wonky, and you know, just... I look over at Omega and said, can you maybe sing a song or something? I don't know. Hold on the Watchtower. You did say too uh, much confusion. It, it sounds like you're getting the job done, but not in the most efficient way possible. Omega, uh, in your professional analysis, it, it's kind of depressing. Either people are not here or a few of them that you do find are dead and the rest are all walking and coughing. There is no in-between. Basically, all you are finding are the lucky ones. I'm going to do my best to get them back to the shuttle. Easy enough to do. Would you say somewhere in your kits, uh, would any of you have those handy-dandy glow sticks for laying out a path? I imagine we probably had them by the in the crate load. Probably do a glow stick bread trail. All the glow sticks. Your command influence is about the length of your arm, unfortunately. If you tell someone to do something, as soon as they turn around the corner, uh, there's a stinking of their own survival. If he wants uh, to you, survive, follow the glow sticks. Yeah, which is making me think I should probably head down there with my pistol, which I brought with me, just in case it gets a little ugly down there. Most of them are in, like I said, the walking and coughing category. Again, it's kind of depressing that it's mainly professional age adults. There are no children. There actually are a, f- a fair number of clones in some of the work crews. I'm not uh, differentiating between anybody. They're all survivors. They're coming. I'm not. They are very appreciative because they were kind of considering themselves expendable. There are looks in the uh, of the survivors of why are these people taking up our space. Yeah, if I hear something like that, I just stop, turn around, hand on hip, where the gun is, and say, we're rescuing everyone, every person, and these people are persons. And if you got a problem with that, leave it on the station. There's a little pop-up in a corner that says, Omega greatly approves. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm trying to be command again, aren't I? Sure. Give that a whirl. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> takes a sociopath to convince them to be, act like people. The threat of violence, yes. <laughs> now, the, the one thing they don't have is guns. 
I'll lead them up to the to the to the ladder, and then I'll uh, let send a batch down uh, like a like five or six, and I'll get on the ladder and follow them down, and have the rest follow me down. So, and I'll call up the Patty and say, Patty, we got a bunch coming through. You probably have a bunch down there already. How full is the sh- how full is the bay- shuttle bay? So much. It's 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 it's, a, it's about half full. These people are going to be sucking up a lot of oxygen once we uh, undock. We're going to have to make uh, some quick trips. If, yeah. if you don't want to stress out the life support. Get the rescue balls out and start bagging them. They'll save us oxygen. You're going to have to share. That's fine. Those things are rated for 12 hours. 15, 20 minutes in, in a bag ain't going to hurt them. Man up, Patty. <laughs> On the bright side, she, she's got these big, huge, pathetic-looking eyes. It's like, please get in the bag for your own safety, please. <laughs> was, was she the one with, like, gene-manipulated eyes, too? Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, Cargo it's, holds it's, about halfway full. There is a lot of confusion. Because it's under gravity, you can't quite stack it as deep as you would like. Yeah. Let's go with a, one more set of rolls for uh, rescues and fill up the cargo hold and see where we stand. There okay. are people outside. Some of them are not really keen about abandoning the station because they were always told that the safest place was to stay with the ship. Typically, that is true. But in this case, this, if far end goes, this is no longer a stable station. Most of them to me. feel like, well, I know, they're listening to you, but a lot of them are confused. Like, uh, right, right now, most of them are thinking that there's an upper deck fire. So, so they're not quite grokking why they have to leave the station. So what, what's Omega doing? You wrote a 12. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it well. I'm probably staying behind until you guys come back. We need someone to close the the hatch from the inside. Yeah, and then calm people down. Yeah. So what? You and Patty, and you know, I go. No, I Phoebe. think just me. I think just me. No, no, we might want to leave a crew here. Leave someone a crew, a small crew here, just to secure this thing and get ready for the next docking. Omega and Phoebe, then, because Patty has to be in there to help the people that are unconscious. The two yeah, people still like looking for valuables, technically. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he wouldn't be on. <laughs> no, if the thing's leaving, he's being on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need him on on the complicated, so we can El- uh, elbowing single mothers and and <laughs> out of the way. Once we get uh, get a full load, we'll crank close the inner the inner hatch, and then we'll close our hatch, and we'll manhandle ourselves into our seats. And I'll flip on the little speaker and say, "Everyone, hold on tight. We're going. To go, we're going to accelerate in a second. But they're in balls right now. So yeah, doing... crap. Yeah, they're just <laughs> going to bounce bounce around. Well, no, we we have cargo netting back there. We're going to cargo net them as best we can. Jackson, think you can uh, plot a course that will uh, avoid any large punctures? We'll see. There's a lot out there. Yeah, it's going to be tricky. Now I'll get make my piloting roll. Kind of want to do this. So basically, I'm, I'm let's say that's the role, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to help get involved. <laughs> I thought I was rolling get involved, and you were rolling for the the piloting. Either way, it works. Yes, he who rolls first rolls best. Yeah. <laughs> let's see what I roll. Either way, it becomes it becomes a success, full success. Well, but there's still some cost. No, no. If you if you, if I'm assisting you, I bump you up. I bump a a partial to a full. Right, but there's a cost to bump that up when you only roll a partial. We'll make it a personal cost. At the last uh, second before docking, Jackson picks up a really large fragment that is just going to skewer the shuttle. But you can 
plot a highly evasive course to avoid that, and it nearly misses the John Henry. But you utterly bounce and scramble your cargo. Carl, the old thrusters and do a, a, a multi-axis dance in the sky. And you, yeah. you can hear those muffled cries and shouts from the back. Uh, sorry about that. We experienced a little turbulence. We'll be landing soon in the John Henry. The docking to the John Henry, you can actually throw that on automatic. I mean... Patty, take him up. Yeah, anyone who's injured, take him up to sick bay, and we may have to crank open some of those uh, containers on the ship for temporary life life support. It's not comfortable, but it's doable. Back to Omega and Phoebe. The first immediate reaction is the people who didn't make it to the shuttle, are, who are a little bit panicked, they are actually calmed by the fact that you two stayed, oh, implying yeah. that, well, they're going to come back. They're going to come back for their own. The, the next thing that gets ugly is they want to know what's happened, and they're turning to you two. Obviously, you guys are prepared to know what's going on. <laughs> well, Phoebe will just be in clinical engineering mode. So she's just like, there was a, a catastrophic explosion on on ring two, we're currently spinning out of uh, out of control, uh, and uh, yeah, we're getting all of you off, so you don't die. Very simple. Upon which Omega will smack her upside the back of the head. Uh, you mean suit? <laughs> suit. <laughs> I'm in this big, crazy, like really bulky uh, engineering integrated tools suit. So Fine, the I will save the smacking up. upside the back of the head for when we get back on the ship. I will just shoot <laughs> yeah. you a glare right now. Well, you get a few more stragglers that uh, come in. Then the questions start coming. Besides, you know, what happened at the disaster is like, can you find my wife? Can you find my husband? Can can you reach, you know, the nursery? And and Uh, people are are wanting to know where their families are and and they're trying to reach their boss. And some of them are saying, we need to talk to the station administrator. They're all coming in on, on you to since, well, you've got working communications. <laughs> Are they mobbing us or something? Like in, in this- Well, in the dark, with only emergency lights and glow sticks, it sure feels like they're mobbing you. If you don't reply fast enough, they'll like tap you like you're a component or something. It's like <laughs> try, trying to get your attention. Phoebe will just go, you know, she'll light the torch, the integrated blowtorch, and like wave it around and like, hey, 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 delicate equipment. No, we can't help everyone all at once. You're all sociopaths. <laughs> so, we, we need help. We need help. Here's a blowtorch. <laughs> no, it's just a deterrent, right? So don't, don't poke the suit. <laughs> Omega, once again, you're becoming the eye of a storm. I'm going to try to calm people down, say, you know, if they're out there, we'll find them. And uh, currently we have no communications with the rest of the ship, but we are making trips back and forth to take people on to the John Henry. It takes freaking forever before that shuttle comes back. In this situation, I want you and Phoebe to both give me a cramped quarters roll. What? I'm serious. I, I mean, you guys can open up a private channel, but you are eventually ending, ending up back to back with, with these increasingly distressed people around you. Because the worst thing than a disaster is not knowing what's going on. I'm looking over the like the results. Um, <clears throat> 2D6, I, yes? I suppose yeah. that could work. Oh, God. Just a plain... Just okay. a plain roll. There's no modifiers. 
just considering how it would work if like I get a higher salt and, and Omega gets a low one, stuff like that. Oh, by the way, you can, in theory, target someone besides a character. <laughs> what, like the suit? <laughs> well, there, there are people around you. you know, technically, there are characters? Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, I, I shouldn't make silly distinctions like that. But I think it suits us most, the most, considering we're not on the best terms. If if you need a little help on this, I I can throw some things your way. Well, I mean, uh, let's let's resolve the move. Right. Omega got a four. So describe what what caused the newest hurt feelings or bad blood between you, Omega. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we doing it between us, or is that between us? Since it's a uh, cramped quarters roll, I think it's between the two of us. So I think her callous way of handling the situation is just really getting under his skin. <laughs> and you let him know that her know that oh yeah oh yeah it's kind of an idle threat like when you get back to the station we're having a talk <laughs> so phoebe what is that talk going to be about well i don't know i'm not listening to omega fuck him <laughs> well, he's not problem. even really a person okay did she actually say that Reveal, discover, an answer to the question about an aspect of yourself or your past like maybe it's pretty obvious that she's like not even taking you seriously First of all, breach of trust and all that stuff. But now, like, maybe pretty obvious too that uh, maybe some of the people that she was extra zealous in getting to back away with the, the torch were clones. It's oh. not a new thing, really. I mean, you knew that, but but maybe you're getting an idea about just her, not prejudice precisely, but um, like her, her feelings. That qualifies as prejudice. About, it's more than that. It's prejudice. Not like, oh, I've never met a clone, and therefore I'm like, whoa, they're going to take all our jobs. It's not that. It's 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 a much more personal thing. Hatred. Um. Yeah. Not um. Not blind hatred. Not unreasoning hatred. It's not like, oh, it's pretty obvious that recent experiences have have made her think that clones are really just things, right? And they're not really people, and they can't relate to people the way people do, like that kind of thing. So may- maybe maybe that's that's the thing, that's that's why she does the whole, like, torch thing, instead of calming them down and patting them on the shoulder and just going, like, we're, we're going to get in touch with everyone. Like, she doesn't even make an effort, especially hey, with the clones. Hey, Todd. Yes? Is there a weapon on this suit? Yours? Mm-hmm. On the suit itself... Probably the only thing that would come close to a weapon would be a uh, cable used normally to secure you to the outside of the hall. No, there's no, no, no. nothing like an emergency knife or anything like that. Okay, well, I'm going to just very calmly start gathering up all the clones. <laughs> You're going to segregate the survivors? Yes, I am. I'm going to. Start putting the clones in one section and start putting the non-clones in another section. If you you think we're not people anymore, I'll take care of my own. You take care of your own. (laughs) I love how you phrased that. (laughs) It's it's getting just a little tense. Well, the clones, because of the way they're programmed, they're really good at taking orders. They'll they'll segregate just fine. You know, they understand their place in society. That kind of leaves a bitter taste in the back of your mouth that they were so easy to organize like that. Yeah, it does. The humans, uh, on the other hand, and technically they're all humans, but you know, uh, the 
the freeborns, I, I guess would be a right. possible word for them. They're looking rather nervous. Are you segregating us because we get priority, or are you giving the clones priority on the rescue? And Omega's going to refuse to answer them. But ah. Nova, Nova, why are you doing this? <laughs> in in the, the, the tents, uh, not quite as smoky as before, dark, you two stare across each other and you totally jump out of your skins when Jackson says, Is everything okay? We're heading back. <laughs> Pregnant. <laughs> dead, dead silence. Hello? I think Phoebe just answers in a monotone like, we're fine. We're just clearly fine. not fine. <laughs> Mega's going to uh, echo that we're just fine. Like the spaghetti mm. western zoom in on ice and the whole like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need a bigger special effects budget. Are you folks okay on there? Any Is, is a fight broke out amongst the survivors? Nah, they're pretty orderly. Just get here. Soon. Should we dock somewhere else? <laughs> Just get here soon. Aye, aye, ma'am. This Out. is like, as she's dead staring Omega in the eye <laughs> through the suit. <laughs> and yeah, Omega is staring right back at her. <laughs> soon happens. Not soon enough, but it, it happens uh, before too long. And you hear the unmistakable clank of uh, something docking to the exterior collar. What mm-hmm. happens when you guys open the inner hatch? I have my pistol out. I'm going up the hatch and opening and then got my pistol out and looking around thinking that there is a armed insurrection up here and I just see everyone sort of in two groups. Yeah, looking back and forth and going, okay, what the hell's going on? It's just like, don't look stare. at me. My holster the pistol and I climb up. Right. You, I point to I point to clone over in in Omega's group down the ladder. You, and I point to the other group down the ladder, and I did and one from each. <laughs> now kiss and make up. Do we have another another full load in this group? Maybe seventy, eighty percent, and that's it. Nobody else has showed up. No one else there, has come down from the upper decks. Bag and tag, and I look at you two. So, do I leave you two here, or are you coming? You can work a door, can't you, Omega? Yes, and that's like a, a really pointed question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can work a door. You I'm go. I'll stay. <laughs> no, you're coming. I've got to look for people on the upper decks. You take her. Omega? After all, I'm just a clone. Shut the fuck up. Omega, make, it, make an assessment roll using expertise. Seven. Most likely. You're not sure, but... If there's anybody left on the upper deck that that isn't in some kind of life support, like a spacesuit, they're going to be asphyxiated by now. Or either that or taken out by smoke inhalation. There could be survivors, but you would have no idea how to find them. Yep. Invisibility would probably be close to zero. We do got one more place we can probably go, but it's going to be even more dangerous. And, that, and if you're looking for somebody, that's more likely where they are. Then take me there. Get get down below and get yourself get yourself strapped in because we're going for a ride if we go there. All right, he's gonna go ahead and do that. He wants to find his son. I'm staying on to everyone. To everyone goes down the ladder, then I go down the ladder, and I don't bother closing the hatch. And I close our hatch. I know that's gonna guarantee anyone who's on, on that ship is gonna die, but you know what? They're gonna die anyway. Yeah, if they didn't make it here, they're not gonna make it. 
and I, I, I stop halfway down there and go, son of a bitch conscience. Crawl, and go back up and close the hatch. We can't close the hatch from this side. Yeah, that's right. So I go back down, close our hatch, sort of stand there for a second before I close our hatch. If anyone's listening, you can hear, son of a bitch. And then make way back to the front. I don't even bother telling people to hang on. Kill the, the, the dock hatch, the dock latch. When you undock, there is a definite kick from the station as you're blown free. Jackson, while is hairy around ring one, ring two is a freaking minefield of debris. Some of it is even still hot. Not quite molten metal hot, but if it were to hit you, it would burn. You don't want to hit. No. <laughs> So I think we do we, opinion. <laughs> so yeah, my goal first is go back to John Henry, drop off what we got. I'm not going to endanger those folks, and then we go back to Ring Two. That will take a, another hour. Maybe we're lucky and it breaks off, and then we just go chase after it. Now, once we get back, I wonder if Phoebe would just drive Ring Two off. That's really, really hot, breaking apart and everything. Chances of really finding someone would be small. Yeah, but also, it didn't have that beautiful canopy. You mean, you mean maybe uh, there might be sealed sections flying around? There could be a little bit of both. Sealed sections flying around and uh, the parts that broke off automatically sealing that are still attached to the station. Oh, yeah, it's been another hour. Yeah. You get a – it is a uh, broadband all ships signal from the Isidore Potemkin. Basically, they're going, Mark's – Station, please respond. We are picking up an explosion. Come in, Marska Station. And they either don't see the... Uh, yep, they would see the Henry, because you did a 5G burn! And I sent them a message telling them there oh, had yeah. been an accident on the station. Oh, that's right. But again, moving out, then coming back at light, light speed, they are days away under the best of circumstances. They address Mars Station first, then they switch over to uh, John Henry. So, John Henry, what's the sit rep? Mm-hmm. Are you going to answer or leave, leave that to uh, Captain Trask? That's uh, that's the job I gave him. In that uh, case, he, he will reply on a closed channel because, uh, well, sometimes you don't want bad news to travel. <laughs> he asks... Uh, the uh, Isidore, if they can decelerate and catch up with uh, Mars Theta, because that is a mining and refining facility out in the asteroids. And uh, mm-hmm. they do the handshake and, and ask, what's the situation on the station? Bad. Trask bad. is, that's, that pretty much describes it. It's bad. So we are gathering survivors. There are not many. So once we get the uh, the complicated, I guess we, we're calling it the complicated now. Once we get the complicated unloaded, <laughs> I'm just going to turn around and look at everyone and say, okay, we're going to ring two. You thought ring one was dangerous. Ring two is a death trap. If you don't, if you don't feel up to it, no one will feel bad. You stay with the ship. Phoebe will just look over to Taylor. It's pretty Taylor. clear that she's not inclined to go. <laughs> Taylor's kind of half psychic. Uh <laughs> <laughs> or is it sadistic or something? We need to re- prepare the ship for uh, getting out of system. That 5G uh, burn really stressed a lot of stuff, and we need to inspect everything before we get back under full gravity. We ain't got room on, on the passenger deck for all these people, so the empty cargo cans have to be ma- made uh, habitable. Well, you can open the doors, and they, they will get life support, but yeah. <laughs> they will get freaking cold. Meet me in the shuttle if you're going. It seemed like I could be followed by Omega at that point. 
Well, it didn't sound like Kane got much from his uh, salvage mission. Yeah. A lot of station script. He wasn't looking for, for actual currency. He was looking for stuff that would be valuable, whether it's you know hard drives. For- like potentially info. Yeah. yeah. So Jackson's like, like- going then, maybe? Yes? Peepster? <laughs> no, she's turned around. She's she's gonna go sort out the uh, the life support situation as best she can. All right, unless one of us is to uh, influence her, somebody who could actually influence her. Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the two who have the the big influence. I got plus one influence. I have a feeling that we're probably better off not bringing her along because we though it's gonna make it interesting to try to get in there. Damn it. Uh, I mean, crap. if nothing, nobody does anything, she walks. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading down to the shuttle. Screw it, then. I'm going to try to say we need you to, to come with us because we may need your help because the place is going to be messed up. Yeah, that's not what. That's why I'm not going. I'm not crazy like uh, like Flanders, and I'm not Omega. Yeah, this doesn't have any doesn't have any move. I guess it would be face adversity. Uh, like it's the simple, most straightforward thing. Yeah. Not likely to succeed, but oh, look at that! <laughs> Maybe like I'm not I'm not inclined to like hinder, but I'm like just curious, like what what what's the hook? Look, you don't want us messing up this new shuttle we just got. Oh, <laughs> you want to go along and make sure that that gets back in one piece? Ah, oh, okay. She that makes her stop, right? And and she's like. Clearly considering things and 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 uh, gritting her teeth, and she's like, her, she dwells a moment on Omega a little too long, and then she's like, "Fine." Voice comes she, over to intercom. It's Trask. What's taking so long? We're just assessing who can who can go and who who's, who's staying. Well, let's get a move on. They're running out of uh, time. <laughs> Phoebe's just like you realize he's going to get really fucking rich if all of us buy it. <laughs> She points to Jackson. She's like, if that happens, I'm blaming you. You're all in the elevator, all at opposite sides of the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> on the bright side, it has six corners. So each of you can choose one. I'm as far away from Phoebe as I can possibly be. She is so fine with that. You have no idea. <laughs> Bing! That's our floor. <laughs> <laughs> Get into the shuttle and we head for ring two. Base around ring two is a mess. Yeah, do we yeah. want to do pilot and help, or uh, scan and pilot? Let me do a pilot and see if the scan can help. How's that? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Like I said, this thing's spinning faster. It lost a lot of mass, so it's spinning faster. So G's going to be higher here. It's going to be more variable too because it's wobbling. It, it it is tricky, but. Uh, the onboard computer has had a chance to digest Ring 1's flight data and uh, is able to give you a reasonable model for Ring 2. And this is the time I turn on station keeping to keep, uh, you know, so station keeping thrusters are on the holes in position while we're here. There's no way it can stabilize, but at least can hold the shuttle in position. Probably a smart move. I guess we're all gathered the bomb at, uh, under the uh, under the door, waiting for Phoebe to, op- to get open. Is it a routine thing or is it something worth um, rolling for? Well, we saw how well it went last time. I actually like the idea of maybe you can do better. All right. Fair enough. That's expertise. She goes out, does her thing, and gets a nine. Not terrible. Uh, I'll say you can get it partially open before it jams. You're not going to be moving cargo through it, but you can still uh, fit people through the gap. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's an audible fuck. 
<laughs> now, yes, there's air near his side, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah. If there wasn't, you wouldn't have been able to open it. Am I going to be able to get through in the suit? <laughs> you might have to work on that. Well, you do have uh, a blowtorch. Hey, Phoebe, do you have a portable power source? I look up at the uh, cable. Cable? Because he said there's a cable for hoisting stuff out of the, out of the ship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make, your, make your own elevator. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if if that's permissible for the, like, integrated engineering kit, yes. If it's not, no. Certainly it's doable. It takes personal power away from you, which you might need later. But if you're willing to take that cost of uh, sucking down, say, 25% of your batteries, yeah. You can get that puppy charged up and just zip everyone through. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's pay the cost. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> may, may not come up, but one never knows. Yeah, it yeah. should. You um, should work to make sure that it, should, it does. The, the first <laughs> thing that, that you notice when, when you do get through, this place creaks and groans the way space stations aren't supposed to. Also, every now and then, there's a flicker of uh, the lights coming on and then going right back off. Like there's some secondary power source trying to kick in, getting overloaded, and then kicking back off, and then kicking back on. It's not strobe light annoying, but it, it is disconcerting. Because your eyes get used to the dark, flash of lights come on, then it goes dark again. It's like, what the hell? Someone flip a switch. It's a lot like an earthquake hit this place. There's debris scattered uh, everywhere. Items on shelves have fallen down. There is a real lack of people for a supposed working industrial research side. As we go along, I'm cracking a, 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 a side loom and drop in. You're taping it to a wall or dropping it on the floor. I'm leaving breadcrumbs. So what are we going to try to do to improve search and rescue? Because you're not finding people to rescue. So, Jackson, did you bring along a kit yourself? A search and rescue kit? I didn't know we had one. <laughs> he's got his own toys. You know, he's obviously looking for the best uh, salvage. Okay. <laughs> so, assessment so, plus soulless bastard. What stat is that? <laughs> uh, I guess I want to probably want to do an assessment role to figure out where people are, I guess. Actually, my, I think my first assessment is figure out which portion of the, of the station are we on. That is a zero dice roll. It won't take long before you find uh, Second Life uh, icons on doors and assorted bric-a-brac associated with the administration and uh, research that Second Life Corporation would do. So you're, you're definitely right. their part of the... I come, every time I come to a closed door, I bang out and yell, anyone inside? I'm not, worth, I'm not going to waste any time opening it unless someone calls back. I'm just going to go on to the next closed door. Uh, Dirk, can I get a roll for uh, assessment? All right. You could tell him you're searching. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go search down this area. Oh. <laughs> Not having much luck, though. He finds people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that. That's annoying. <laughs> you please, find survivors. A, a clingy southern woman, please. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a, a Second Life employee. We'll make it a near catatonic uh, researcher. She is just like curled up in, in a ball and just looks at you like some alien thing. I give her directions to the shuttle and I move on. Do you let us know you found someone? We've been chatting back and forth. I go, yeah, I found one survivor. Send them back. She's not moving from her corner. 
I'll let her stay there and collect her on the way back. As you leave the door, a little thought pops into your head. Maybe she knows how to get into the network. She doesn't seem much use to me. <laughs> nah, <laughs> she's out of it. I can get into <laughs> Did we mention we're not very good with people? <laughs> Omega, I'm sure you're not standing idly by. No, I'm looking for my son. So are you splitting up from the party, or...? Yes. Let's throw some dice. And what would you like me to throw? Oh, well, it's always 2d6. Uh, feel free to add your expertise, because you're uh, going to leverage your medical skills, because you want to think like a clone grower. That'd be a six. You're nope. not sure where, but somewhere on this ring, hopefully in a section that's not destroyed... They got to have the vats, and that would be the most logical place for him to be. But it's not going to be on the maintenance life support bilge deck. It's going to be further up. I'm going to go further up then, without telling anyone. Team Unity! Yay! <laughs> Congratulations, Phoebe. You've lost Omega. Oh, that was fine. She's just going to hang on to um, Flanders and, and um, mm-hmm. hope that maybe Omega gets lost somewhere. <laughs> Not like we lost a person, right? Indeed. <laughs> oh, man! Me channeling Phoebe. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, once I get to an intersection, Bulkhead, I'll turn around and say, no, we need to go up. Bulkhead would seal that would lead on to vacuum on the other side, more or less. All right, we were, there was a set of stairs back here someplace. Uh, but the airtight doors are sealed in that. You think you can get those open, Phoebe? Well, yeah. We'll make sure we got... <laughs> Check the telltale, see if we got any air on the other side. Yeah, there, there's air on the upper levels. Let's get up. You guys are moving about randomly, uh, unless someone can come up with, with with a plan. So it's going to randomly determine who who well, can, uh, find survivors. I am the starfarer of the group. I'm going to revert, revert back to my, my training and come up with, with a search plan, at least for me and Phoebe. Assessment role then, I guess. Sure. Let's get one for Omega, yeah. one for you and Phoebe, and uh, well, I'm sure uh, uh, Jackson would love to keep on looking for <laughs> quote survivors unquote. So, Phoebe, you want to get involved? Yeah. With this involved. So, for me, that's two d six plus two. Finally, a computer that's not locked down. <laughs> and and Phoebe helped me with my with my assessment role, so I just got a ba- basic assessment, I guess. So, so remember to come up with a consequence or something. The complete lack of survivors is, or fatalities for that matter is strong. It's, it's like someone's already done an evacuation. You're about to give up on your search when uh, Phoebe comes up with the idea, let's just ask the station, see if, see if there's any way to get a hold of any emergency information. And you eventually uh, find a emergency services panel that has backup power. It reveals that there's one significant source of heat, and there's power coming from it, but it's intermittent. Yeah, the lights are still flickering. And that appears to be on mid-deck of the ring fragment. There is a large room. It doesn't say what the room is, but it is easily 100 feet by about 50 feet in uh, dimensions. So it's like it's a warehouse, but it's a warehouse in in an inaccessible part of the uh, ring. So, so it's like, what the hell is that? Omega taking a different path using uh, some of her, her uh, clone lore and medical lore. 
finds his, his <laughs> sorry, finds that room. It is long, it is cavernous, it's actually slightly curved because of uh, its size. Power flickers here. There are ra- rows and rows and rows of tubes gathered around the center of the, of the room are what look like to be uh, survivors and technicians. They are all kneeling in prayer. Around? Um, ju- just, just in a ring. So Omega, song and dance time? Is my son in here? There are hundreds of tubes. Made. Yeah, but his is the non-standard tube. If they kept him in it, start looking at all these clone tanks. Yep. Just good find what it is. This is going to be another poor auto quality episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have no idea what's up with Skype today. Let's go with face adversity based upon physique to, to remain stealthy in a spacesuit. Oh, I wasn't worried about remaining stealthy. Well, it's going to impede your search, probably, if you're not stealthy. Okay, stealthy then, I suppose. Well, so much for that. Never mind. mind. Probably was going through the door that alerted someone, but they waited until they finished their prayer before they turned. And yeah, why not? We'll just have all of them turn and look at you with expectant eyes. (laughs) Does he recognize anyone in the group? None of them that are family. Yeah, they, they all appear to be Second Life employees. Okay. Well, Omega, you're the answer to their prayers. <laughs> oh, God. I guess I will start getting them out, start showing them where to go, like pointing and stuff. That's going to be tricky because you didn't leave breadcrumbs, did you? No. Or you could ask them where where your son is and then, you know, convince them to help palm out. Actually, I think that's, that's what I'm mostly interested in right now. Because you're... That, yeah, I'm going to ask the them where my son is. They are a bit taken aback. Some are curious. Some are offended. One of them, uh, an older technician, maybe a department head, steps forward. You're not here for us, are you? Not really. But I will save you if you can tell me where my son is. That's the price, huh? It's the price. Motions to uh, a few assistants. Get the subject. He has not been decanted yet. Fortunately, uh, in the bowels of uh, Ring 2, they were far enough away from uh, the gamma ray burst that uh, none of the people here were irradiated. Oh, that's good. Well, just about the time that uh, Flanders and uh, Phoebe show up, here comes Omega leading a parade of technicians and uh, his clone tank on, hmm, how would you haul something like that around? Wheels. It says wheels. Yeah. Okay. Here's where we are. We've got the technicians. We've got Omega's son. We have Omega, Jason, and Phoebe getting ready to leave the uh, that room. There are still hundreds of clones sitting in those tanks. Just got to mention that. Excellent. Jackson. Yeah, no, Omega's f- going to go back for them. You found a computer that was important enough to have its own uh, separate backup. And you're realizing this might be a jackpot. And we'll just leave it at that. Awesome. Now, here's the one thing that I did totally wrong and I forgot to prepare for that I got to mention before we go. Did we hit anybody's triggers for XP? No passengers were re- have reached their destination yet. Omega, what's your uh, trigger? Life was lost or saved due to science. Not due to science, even though you did, in a way, save your son. Well, do, do we count? Do it. it, yes. Do we count saving... Hundreds of people. 
Well, it's by science, literally. So, by science. Uh, okay. Not, well, you guys did hack doors and use a, a uh, space shuttle. What's our definition of science in this case? <laughs> it's rocket. That's rocket science. <laughs> but we'll come back to that. That might be our mercy trigger. Uh, Phoebe. Yeah. Although I considered making accidents happen, I don't think she's so far along that she would intentionally murder Omega, uh, like <laughs> cause a suit rupture or something. Like, we're not there yet. Omega, yet. you're dead. Collect XP. <laughs> Jackson. Unsuspecting victim is exploited. Not yet, I guess. I gave you a carrot. You, you got to at least give me credit for that. <laughs> Who knows? He might say, hey, I found something interesting. It looks like a self-destruct for all the clones. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to uh, say that, uh, Megan, it, it, it's like, well, you didn't use a lot of science, but you did save a lot of people. So uh, we're, we're going to call that uh, a successful trigger for at least one XP for everyone. Yay! It's been good, even if the connection's been craptastic. Yeah. Um, yes. And I'll catch you all later. All right. Catch you yep. later. Bye-bye. I know something we need to do today. Oh. We need to read Zophor's feedback. I, I, I'm shocked. We have feedback. <laughs> yeah, it's left to mind because we <laughs> never have any. Wilhelm, you read it. <laughs> I can give it a go. This is what Zophor says, or writes in his electronic missive to our, um, what's what's that address again? It's, it's, uh, Sundayskypers at Zoho.com. Right, at Zoho. And that's Z or Z for Florian. O-H-O. Um, anyway, uh, Sofor says, wow, how much fun. Apparently, I've been away for a bit because I had quite a few episodes. I just, because I had quite a few episodes. Is there supposed to be an, a period after after that bit and not a comma? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm terrible at reading. Yeah, um, no, no. There, there's, there's the ghost period there. <laughs> because I had quite a few episodes, I just binged listened, and it was spectacular. Thank you so very much for sharing the amazing creativity that you all possess. I that was I in, injected in that there, but, you know, whatever. Uh, it makes for super fun stories and games. I really have enjoyed Uncharted Worlds. I'm a sucker for games based on Apocalypse World. I love the thought of gaming by conversation and the fact that they allow the game to follow wherever the story and the characters lead it. And, oh my goodness, in a sci-fi setting... Well, I guess an apocalypse is kind of sci-fi-ish concept, so that was silly of me to say. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Depends on the apocalypse. Let's say space opera. Um, how very cool. Shortly after I heard your first wonderful Uncharted Worlds episode, I heard about the game on the Plus One Forward podcast by, uh, that's Rich Rogers doing his, um, apocalypse, get, getting his PBTA stuff on and informing all the rest of us chumps. Anyway, I heard about the game on the Plus One Forward podcast and thought, wow, he's behind the times. <laughs> Several weeks. I've already heard that one in action. I really enjoyed the dancing, the partying, the negotiations, and the interrogation. I guess that's episode two, three, maybe? I, I can't remember. Uh, the way the moves and story flowed kept things moving and fun. That I agree with. And Talisanta was kind of a spectacular game. While things kind of just kept going from bad to worse, and worse, and worse. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> I love the way everybody was having fun, and fun is written all caps, and that you were all able to keep perspective and hold on to your characters loosely. Well, <laughs> maybe there were a few times, but largely, you know, largely we kept perspective, I, I would say. Well, it may have lightened the drama up a little bit. It also kept everything fun. Uh, I loved sewing. Oh, sewing a different outfit for every escape. Yes, 
Good job, Todd. <laughs> I love wanting to fight to death because they insulted your boys. Okay, that was Ari. Uh, I love the casual disregard of the rich for their properties. I guess that was me. I love trying to make a buck at every turn of misfortune and ending up with pea-soaked fish. Yum. Well, almost riches, but those got taken away in a huge gust of charity. I don't remember that one. That's that's when uh, Ari's character just gave away the uh, slaver ship with all its gold on board. I'm speechless, but you know, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> it was amazingly and a bit surprisingly fun. Surprisingly? Well, maybe, okay, you know, it went terribly for everyone, more or less. Well, except for Jives, who who got everything he wanted, I, I suspect. Uh, I will have to keep my eye out for an opportunity to play that one at a con or something. Or, you know, so for if you have friends, the PDFs are free, I think, at talislanta.something or other. Com. Check them out. Read them. Um, set up a game. It, it's um, It's pretty cool. Anyhow, I just had a wonderful couple of days catching up with uh, all your different podcasts. I kind of miss the dwarfs, but really have enjoyed the variety and the games, so I haven't missed them a whole lot. Thanks for keeping uh, the podcast going. Signed, Zofor. Or Christopher. Thank you, Zofor. Thank you, Christopher. Yeah. Now, you all remember the- Christopher, right, who was who was here playing the long arm of uh, justice, oh, the yeah. irregulars game? Now, having said, mentioned dwarves, over in the uh, Burning Wheel forum, just a little short short paragraph mm-hmm. by uh, Nathan Roberts. And he, he said, and they're busy talking about doing, running a, um, uh, they're talking about, he's talking about running a, uh, a, a burning wheel game, but because he's in Australia, it, it, syncing it with everyone else who wants to play it, who are like in Europe and here in America, this is going to be difficult to say the least. Well, sad. I'll even slide you to the dwarf game. Woohoo. No, let's not do the accent. No, uh, let's channel our inner Tokian Tokian greed. Yeah, to- yeah, Tokli Tokian Tokian. There you go. Get it pronounced right. And then he has a wink. Greed, long lost treasures, ghastly de- denizens of the deep, and convoluted po- po- politics. What's not to love? If you haven't already, listen to the Burning Beards podcast. John Ryer, myself, plays one of my favorite characters ever as Oofkill the Brewer. Oh, I thank you, lad. Awesome beardy goodness. And he links to our our podcast, especially specifically to the, to the Burning World category. But yeah, go back. If you haven't listened to them, go back and listen to them. They're absolutely fun. And yes, we're coming back. But that's our feedback. And thanks, everyone. And please send us more feedback. We love knowing that people are out there reading our, listening to our stuff. I love misreading emails. It's so yes. much fun. <laughs> yeah, let's just try not to correct the emailers' grammar. Right. You know, be, be pedantic. Is that a comma or a period there? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will write in then. <laughs> the other order of business, Wilhelm, plug your book. Where can you get it? You can, you can find my book on a variety of places. It's called In the Fig Tree's Shade. It's this sort of mythology, sword and sorcery inspired um, bit of craziness. There are two short stories, three novellas and one short novel all in one package. It has a snazzy cover. Uh, you'll see it when you find it. You can find it on smashwords.com. You can find it on Apple iTunes or iBooks. So if you go to iTunes and check out books uh, and search for it, you'll find it there. Search for the title or me, which is Wilhelm Norsten. Norsten. I don't know how you would prefer to N-O-R-S-T-E-N. If you look for that, you'll find me. Uh, that's yeah. Apple. You can find it at Barnes & Noble for the Nook book. Uh, what else? You can find it at Overdrive. I don't know what that is, but it's available. It's also on Scribd or Scribd or whatever it's called. The one who's missing an E. Scribd. Uh, 
Scribd, okay. So if, if you have a Scribd pirate account, yeah. If if you're part of that, if you have an account there, you can you can find the book there. Um, and, and, and its t- and its title again, slower for our folks. In the fig trees, shade. Because you really bur- burst it out that for, at one time. <laughs> oh my apologies. It is in the fig trees, shade. Yeah. So if you if you like. Silly fun and, and questionable characters and, uh, you know, sword and sorcery silliness. If they've listened to us, then they must. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you've read a bit, right? Yes, I totally love it. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it really went back to my swords and sorcery roots. And I said, yes. So I haven't seen anything like this in a while. And it, it just hit all the right bells and whistles for me. Excellent. So is, is this going to be the shameless plug episode? Because if so, hey, don't forget drive through RPG. Look for Tangent Zero, and you can find a couple of uh, games that I've put out there. We have Rewind, which is a story of time-looping adventures for one or two uh, people, and a little random generator for sci-fi fate-accelerated adventures called It's Not My Future. It's not my future's a free rewinds pay what you want. Free is also good. They're there to get it out and store it on on the cloud because rewind is so tightly focused. I don't think we'll see a, an actual play on the Sunday Skypers, but if you uh, check out its minimal format, you'll find that there is an actual play session in the back of that that you can see how the game unfolds. And if you've liked Groundhog's Day or uh Looper. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, well, th- there is actually a whole slew of time-looping stories and stuff out there. When I was researching this, I went and looked at all that fun stuff. Cool. Well, we played um, It's Not My Future right once. Um, oh, yeah. So that that was fun. Recommended. Uh, if we are pushing pushing things, I will push my uh, my online uh, Minecraft uh, uh, adventures, uh, my actual play video, uh, videos on YouTube. Just look for the Minecraft Adventurer. Oh, I, I'm telling you, where are my issues? Which means if I'm not talking, I hit the mute button. So basically, you never hit the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, yeah. That Robin Williams movie. Tangent, tangent. Move tangent, away. Tangent, Yeah, yeah, move away, move away. Kill it. Kill it. Fire. Max Silver here, and I just want to remind you all that you can find our adventures at the following places. My buddy Doc might know what they are, but I sure as heck don't. Anyway, find us at our forums at thesundayskypers.freeforums.org or at our Facebook page, whatever heck a Facebook page is, or at our Google Plus page. Again, what the hell is a Google Plus page? I don't know. Or you can mail us at Sunday Skypers, um, some little A thing with a circle around it. What the heck is that thing? I don't know. Zoho.com. That's a strange mailing address. Hey, Doc, can you tell me what the heck that little funny A sign is?